And I'm talking today with David Pallison, faculty here at CCEF. David, how are you today? I'm doing fine, Alistair. It's a pleasure to talk with you. Likewise. Uh, David, um, I have known you for a long time, but I believe the first conversation that we had in my adult life was when I just moved to Philadelphia to start classes at CCF, and we were standing near a doorway, and you were telling me that one of the most important things in all of counseling was to help people find the watershed moments in their life, the watershed moments specifically in, in their day. And I've been very struck by that since. And I'd, I'd love to hear you reflect a little bit about what you meant by that and how you see that working in counseling. You know, it's a, a great question. And, and uh, one of the ways I think about people that is abundantly illustrated by every person's life, including my own and presumably yours, and abundantly illustrated through Scripture, is that there are these broad themes in our lives, like maybe one person struggles with anxiety or with anger or uh, escapism and, and so forth, but life always gets lived in the specifics. And the, to talk about a watershed moment is to identify something that within a person's typical struggles, where are the places where, like a watershed, your life is going to go one way or the other? There is a choice point, a moment of choice. And so let's take a, uh, uh, a situation where you are tempted to irritation, to pick a mild, everyday version. It, it, there may be a spectrum in a person's struggles ranging from mild irritation and grumbling onto explosive outbursts of anger and rage. But every one of those is going to be, it is occurring at a specific moment under specific kind of triggers and driven by particular motives that are controlling you at that time. And which way will you turn? And just the way that at a watershed, you know, the water at the, at the Continental Divide either flows to the Atlantic or the Pacific, it, uh, uh, your life direction hangs on that moment, however tiny. And I think one of the things that's very helpful for, for all of us, even when a problem seems massive and overwhelming and it appears life, in life-dominating fashion, a person's life, is to learn to break it down and spot those tiny moments of choice where I, my life is going to go one way or the other. I think of someone I was talking with recently who, uh, he happened to be a pastor. He faced, with some regularities, most pastors do, criticism, gossip, backbiting, you know, people who would uh, be down on him in some manner. And he saw that he had this typical set of reactions, you know, he would tend to, uh, when he's being, someone's backbiting him, he tends to get his back up and uh, get defensive, uh, maybe get a little edgy or try to just cut out of the situation if he doesn't want to lose his temper. And for him to recognize that at the moment when criticism warranted or un, particularly unwarranted, where it's most difficult kind to take, the, the very first ping of that arrow 
he is at a choice point. What will he do? You know, someone has just fired off one of those thoughtless emails. It's 6.30 in the morning. You know, he just had his cup of coffee, he'd read his Bible. He's all set for the day. He opens his email and someone disses him for what a jerk he was in his sermon last Sunday. And uh, something they'd never say to him face to face. What does he do? It's a choice point. You know, he's, he's going to muster the forces of self-defense, irritation, uh, self-vindication, criticizing that person back, whether it's just in his mind or, or something more, uh, more visual. Um, the fight is happening right there. And, you know, I, I love the, how graphically concrete the Bible is. And so one of the ways that our lives are most frequently portrayed is the idea of turning. What do I turn towards and what do I turn away from? And the Bible runs the metaphor both directions. At that moment where I've been pinged by someone else's, uh, stung by their criticism, I can turn from the living God and to my self-righteousness in between two breaths, in between two heartbeats. And there is a turning from and a turning to that is the kind of anti-repentance. It's the anti-turn that will lead me into all sorts of negative things. Or in that moment, I can turn from my self-righteousness and to the one who has such a high and holy calling based on such a deep and transforming, reality-reorienting love. I, you know, again, thinking of this pastor, um, at that moment, you think of a passage such as Colossians 3, which is basically saying your life is hidden with Christ in God. And then the implication as that spins out is therefore as God's chosen people, holy, beloved, put on. And it's this wonderful series of things, every single one of which addresses how I respond to that arrow that just, you know, nailed me. And, uh, it talks about patience and forbearance and endurance and kindness and a compassionate heart and forgiving as I've been forgiven and the putting on of love as that which binds relationships together in peace and dwelling within the indwelling word of Christ. And it's a whole series of things, every single one of which is right there and it can happen right now. Or my sins beckon right now, and they can happen right now. And that's yeah, just a very tiny example. But so often it's helpful to people in counseling. It's, so, it's helpful for all of us in our own lives that, to be able to recognize that the, we live life in a whole series of watershed moments. There's uh, from moment to moment, what controls me? Where am I going? What am I about? What's my modus operandi at this as I walk into that room, uh, what's my what what's my business at this moment? And is my business uh, really the waters of life, or is it the uh, the salty spring of death, as it were? Hmm. David, that's that's really helpful, and it 
I, I feel like I'm getting the picture of, um, in a sense, the significance that brings to so many little moments. I, I think what I hear you saying is even huge problems are made of many, many little sort of decision moments, chances to live out a loyalty to one kingdom or to another. And um, one thing that I hear you emphasizing, especially right here at the end, is saying, you know, the continental divide is a watershed, and once it starts, once the water starts on one side, it's going to go that way no matter what. Yeah. Uh, I think you're saying something a bit different. You're saying there, there, there are these thousand watershed moments, and the water well, may yes. start down the wrong path, but it, it can be also corrected in a moment. Um, well, you're tur- I mean, you're turning my metaphor into some <laughs> wild creature of a thousand successive watersheds, as it were. But, you know, that, that is doing my best, is. yes. And, yeah. and the fact is there is a momentum. That's, that's a nice thing about the metaphor as well, because hmm. if, if in that moment where I'm criticized, I lay hold of the fact that God has chosen to love me. He has chosen to make me holy unto himself and... Um, and thus there's a calling that I am, I, am to, I am to approach even the most difficult people and situations with a fundamentally redemptive, constructive attitude and stance. And merely remembering that calls me out of those inertias by which I would just turn in on myself and do what comes naturally. So, yes, in one sense, it's a thousand successive moments. But on the other hand, there's a momentum that gets created. And, uh, and another delightful thing in it that is also, you know, again, you're, you're multiplying the watersheds. It's got me thinking here is that you can be going down the wrong way. And there's actually a fresh watershed every single second. You're on the wrong path. So you can, you know, you can work up a little head of steam of self-righteousness and getting your back up and being defensive and, thinking irritable thoughts about that moronic so-and-so that sent that email and why aren't people more thoughtful and blah, 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 and they don't they know how much I suffer for them. I can go that far down and then realize, you know, for that last five minutes, I've been incredibly self-righteous and self-justifying and self-pitying. God be merciful to me. And in that moment, you turn from a way of death and you turn to a way of life. So, uh, yeah, the watershed moment is at every moment and... At the same time, there is a momentum, a gravity, if you will, uh, heading towards uh, one way or the other, uh, and always potentially reversible for good or ill. Hmm. David, maybe a last question then. As you, this was important enough that it was the, the first thing out of your mouth to me as a young counselor just trying to get my bearings. And I, I've heard you mention it in class why is it so significant to find these moments? When you're advising a counselor, helping someone, here's what you do. You look for these watershed moments. What is it that as a counselor I'm doing if I'm seeing that someone's seeing a watershed moment in their life or not seeing it? What, what am I trying to give someone when I help yeah. them identify a watershed moment? Yeah, it's a great question. And uh, if I were to put that in a pithy answer, I'd say, so often in the things we struggle with, we have no sense of choice, no awareness that there are actually options here. And so to identify a watershed moment, to learn what are the typical triggers and pressures that 
to which I react, uh, and then to do some prayerful forethought about even establishing what does choice one way or the other look like. It, you, what you're doing is actually restoring to people. One of the things that our recreation by the Spirit does, you're restoring choice that was lost when we were slaves to sin. And helping a person, though, though, we're, though we are no longer slaves to sin, as fallen people, we're still prone to sin, uh, as fallen redeemed people. And part of our redemption is learning to fight the fight where the fight needs to be fought. And those choice points... Uh, it makes the Christian life exciting. It makes it alive. It makes you conscious. It makes you not just sleepwalking, ho-hum, and, you know, doing what comes naturally. And so there's all kinds of ways in which, both in the counseling conversation in the moment, uh, as well as uh, what a person can then walk out with into that upcoming day, week, month, whatever it is, uh, you are... You're helping, uh, you know, there's that passage in, in Hebrews that talks about their senses trained to discern good and evil. Well, I think one of the ways that that happens is I see where the light is and where the darkness is in places I didn't see it before. I just stumble blindly into the darkness, not even knowing over what I stumbled, as it were. Hmm. David, that's very helpful. Thank you so much for coming in today. You are welcome, Alistair. You are listening to CCEF On The Go, a podcast of the Christian Counseling and Educational Foundation. Here at CCEF, we are committed to restoring Christ to counseling and counseling to the church. You can find our podcasts, books, articles, videos, and more resources for Christ-centered pastoral care at our website, ccef.org.